Hello, I'm Alberto Salvato. Welcome to Crime Time, a Virginia criminal law podcast. I'm here with Anna Dvorak, Anthony Norse, and Ann Thayer. Enjoy the show. So here it is, legal disclaimer, because we are lawyers and we've got to write one. So if you are listening to this podcast, thank you. We sincerely hope you are listening to this podcast for its entertainment value and not with the intention of acquiring legal advice for any individual case or situation. I mean, come on, you wouldn't take advice from someone you have never met or spoken to directly, right? If you were bleeding profusely, you wouldn't listen to a podcast in hopes of a bandage somehow materializing over the internet and onto your 3D printer. Seeking actual legal advice can be just as important as a tourniquet. The hosts of this podcast are in no way intending to create an attorney-client relationship with any listener. Sorry, we are sure you all are great people, but we cannot stress enough how little we know of you and your case. And rather than risk an awkward moment, let us just remember we have never met. Nothing on this platform should be taken as legal advice for any individual case or situation. We are just a group of friends with differing opinions and viewpoints, which we will try to explore through discussions of current events, law changes, and whatever else floats our fancy. Today's episode. Oh, crap. Court was today? As attorneys, we've seen this way too many times. People come into our office or give us a call after they've missed their court date, and it happens. Uh, It could be for any reason. Uh, In this area, the Northern Virginia area, there's terrible traffic. So uh, if you're coming from you know, somewhere like maybe in Maryland, because we're so close to Maryland, or if you're coming from even from Prince William County, it takes a long time to get to court. You just may miss it. And depending on what time your court date's at or or what time the docket begins or how many cases are on the docket, you may actually accidentally miss it. So so what do you do? So we're here today and we're going to talk to you about a whole bunch of different uh, scenarios and hopefully we can answer some of your questions that you may have. There's obviously a lot of different types of cases. There's traffic cases, there's misdemeanor cases, and there's felony cases when we're talking about criminal law. In traffic cases, you're not going to be in danger of going to jail, but maybe you really wanted to contest that ticket or wanted to show a judge that you got your registration fixed and didn't want to get the fines and costs involved there. So Tony, in a traffic case, what do you do to get your case fixed? Well, I think the first thing you need to do is decide if you even want to fix it. You can check with the clerk's office or check online and see what happened to your case. And it could be a case where you ended up with a very low fine and low court costs and you might not want to do anything. But if you decide that you do want to contest it, you have to go to the clerk's office and do one of two things. Either you can ask for a rehearing or in Virginia, you can appeal your case to the circuit court if you were in the general district court or the juvenile court. And you have to remember there's some deadlines too. So if you've missed court and you remember like at the end of the day or the next day and you go to the clerk's office, you have 10 calendar days to note your appeal and that'll suspend the conviction as if it never happened and you'll get a new court date up in circuit court. Um, your other option is to file a motion to reconsider and you ask the court to put your case back on the docket and rehear it. And some judges will grant that depending on what your reason was for missing court. And some judges won't. And you only have 60 days to do that. We would typically tell people to get that motion filed within the 10 days, just in case a judge denies it. So you still have the option for appeal. And Alberto, I think you were about to say something. Well, yeah. So so those are typically on, on infraction cases or some misdemeanor cases where you're tried in your absence, but there's a huge difference on some cases. You could actually be issued a bench warrant, which means that the, the deputies or, or sheriffs or, or whoever's in charge of doing that in that jurisdiction is going to come out looking for you and possibly arrest you at your home or at your work, which is extremely embarrassing. So it's important to know, first of all, what your obligations are when you're charged with a crime or 
Let's just stick to uh, yeah. to crime. You could right get now, lucky. Right? They could issue a show cause, which That's just true. means they'll set it on another date and you have to come and deal with your original charge and why you missed court. Or sometimes maybe the officer was sick or somebody wasn't there and the judge may just, since nobody is there, sometimes they just continue it out again or if they think there's issues with you having noticed. So it's really important to check with the clerk's office because you have options, but you have to act on it pretty quickly. And that's for any charge that carries the potential jail time. So even if it's a traffic charge that happens to be a reckless driving charge that carries the potential of jail, there's always a possibility that the judge could issue a bench warrant or the show cause for you, unlike just a, uh, a traffic infraction that doesn't carry the possibility of a jail sentence. Now, and when in, there's a situation where a clerk has told you that there is a bench warrant, that is a situation where it would be advisable to contact a lawyer you can file your own motion to remove that bench warrant and put that on the docket yourself, but that's really hard to argue. It's definitely possible, but it's very hard to argue. And if you do it incorrectly, you could end up getting arrested at court. If you want to do it by yourself, I would always advise you having a friend come with you, a friend who might even have bond money with them in case a judge decides to put you in jail that day instead of removing the bench warrant. Right. I've seen a lot situation. of judges... Yeah, where ahead, the judge Tony. will serve the bench warrant on you as opposed to remove the bench warrant, and then you're stuck in jail and you have to deal with that problem. And it's important to really review the documents. Say if you were arrested, uh, let's pick a DWI uh, in Fairfax. Uh, if you're arrested, obviously you have a lot of anxiety and you're released from jail, uh, presumably, and you're given this, these documents in a few dates. Uh, in Fairfax, you actually have your first court date is in arraignment, uh, which is maybe typically within a week. And then a second court date after that is a date where you have to notify the judge or the court who your attorney is. If you hire an attorney, the attorney does that for you. And then a third court date, which is technically your first trial date, is maybe four to six weeks down the road. Uh, if you're not careful, you may miss that arraignment. And if you miss that arraignment, there's certainly going to be a bench warrant out for you. And even if you show up for the arraignment and miss the next date or don't hire an attorney for the you know, review of attorney date, then you may get a bench warrant for that. That's also the same for felony cases. Felony cases, you're given more than one court date that you have to comply with. And if you don't comply with those, you get, you run the risk of getting arrested and actually even charged with another offense because you can be charged with a misdemeanor failure to, to appear on a misdemeanor. Or even if it's a felony, you could you could be charged with a felony failure to appear. I've I think seen, I've seen people where you're you had defenses in your case and you win your felony or your misdemeanor, but you end up convicted on a felony or misdemeanor failure to appear because they won't get rid of that charge. You know, you didn't have a good explanation because it's important to remember when the court's deciding whether you're in contempt of court or to issue that charge or to find you guilty, it has to be a willful intention on your part not to appear in court. And things happen. And we know that your car could break down. Someone could be sick. The ticket gets faded and you can't really read the court date. You put in the calendar wrong. It really, you've got a lot of stuff going on in your, your family or your work or whatever. And you just forget. Those are things that happen, but you got to talk to an attorney and try to figure out the best way to move forward with your case. That's not going to put you in more jeopardy with the court. And I also will say that I don't think the court gives you multiple dates at your arrest. They give you the arraignment date. They may have scheduled another date eventually, but they give you the arraignment date because it's way too confusing to, to deal with that. I know that in Fairfax, if you look in our system, you'll see that both an arraignment date and a preliminary hearing date would already be tentatively set in the court setting. But what will happen is you only be given one date because that's an obvious reason why someone would miss court is that they have multiple dates and just chose the wrong one. But in any case where you 
could go to jail, you should, anytime you've been arrested, you should be probably contacting a lawyer, even if you can't, as we've said in the past, afford one just to consult as to what your next steps are. Because I understand not being able to miss work, but you'll miss work a lot if you go to jail. Um, When it comes to an infraction, we talked about a lot of the steps that you would take for appealing things. And that's also a situation where you might want to talk to a lawyer if you decided you want to fight it because you have to miss court to go file all those motions where someone else could do it for you. Well, the other thing is, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, the other thing is, is when you are, when you have a a conviction and you're not there, if it's just on a traffic ticket, you're only facing a fine and you have time, you got to pay that before the, it used to be your license would get suspended if it wasn't paid properly. Now it just gets turned over, you know, to IRS and things like that if it's not paid timely. But if it's a criminal case, your license may have been suspended and if the clerk mails out a notice to your home, like you're deemed to have received that, which, you know, and you could end up with the driving unsuspended and, you know, things like that. So it's really important if you miss court, even if you're not going to appeal that you follow up with whatever happens, so you can take care of fines, you can deal with whatever the suspension is. In some cases, you may be able to apply for a restricted license, you know, um, if you're going to keep the, the conviction as is. So that's not those aren't things that you're going to be aware of unless you take action either in getting an attorney or in going to the clerk's office to figure that out. And similar to that, I've seen situations where it's a jailable offense. The judge doesn't uh, do a bench warrant, but they issue a very high fine because there's no one there to talk about mitigation, the reason why the fine should not be so high. And so just by checking on that, you might be able to get back into court to try to address just the punishment and get the fine reduced uh, because sometimes the fines can get incredibly high for a class one misdemeanor. It can be up to $2,500. And so the other thing we haven't talked about yet. So what if you actually made it to court, but you were late and your case was already heard? What would you guys suggest to somebody that's in that situation? And so just before we start that, that happens a lot now because in Fairfax and a lot of other counties, they're staggering the dockets. And a lot of people don't know that their case has moved to a different time. So some of the cases that were originally set for 9.30 now start at 9 o'clock. And people come into court late and they've missed their court date very much inadvertently. And so I think the first thing they need to go to do is go to the room that their case is assigned to and find out what happened. And one, one of the things that I've, you know, we've talked about earlier is that, you know, you can go up in another episode is that you can go up to the deputy and ask them, you know, has my case been called and ask them to recall the case that day. And that's a 50-50 shot. I've definitely seen judges recure your case. I've They've asked why you weren't there at a particular time and they move forward and allow you to have your case heard. But other judges have just said, no, you just have the right to appeal or a motion to reconsider and they won't allow people to rehear their cases. So that's also been happening. So it's just something to keep in mind that, you know, you should try to deal with it that day. But if you can't, you're going to have to go to the clerk's office and deal with it. And I think most judges, if the officer is still there, they might go ahead and read and deal with it again the same day. But every once in a while you run into a judge that says, no, you weren't here on time. We're moving along with my docket. But a lot of times the officer's already left. So even if a judge wants to help you out and rehear it, they can't do anything because the officer's already left for the day. Right. And the other thing is if you miss court, oftentimes you get charged an extra court cost, the trial in absence fee. If you do show up and the fine is not crazy high, the judge could potentially waive the trial on it an absence fee if you come to court late and at least give you a break on the court costs. But obviously you still have the right to put on a motion to reconsider, or you can then appeal that to the circuit court because you're there on the day of court. So your timeline hasn't even started to run really. And I wanted to touch on something that Anna and 
Anne had mentioned about the fines being going into collections with the IRS or with the state taxing authorities, just because, you know, you may want to go back into court to challenge that because I've had situations where basically those cases go into collections and instead of getting uh, my client, instead of getting his tax refund, uh, ends up that money gets taken for payment of court costs. So if you're expecting a tax refund, anything that you're, you're in arrears on here in the courts is grabbed for collection. So it's just something people don't even think about. Your license doesn't get suspended, but if you're counting on that money, it's not necessarily going to be there if, if you miss court and you have fines that need to be paid. Alberta, you have been awfully quiet. Like what if someone's running late or they run a counter an accident or whatever is going on? Is there anything they can do when they're heading to court? Well, certainly try calling the court, uh, the court clerk's office, and and leave a message with them. Let them know what what the situation is. Uh, that's helpful because if you end up not being able to make it to court at all, at least there's a record. Hopefully, there's a record that you attempted to call or attempted to to notify the court as to what your situation was. But there's uh, other, and we didn't touch on this at all. But if you're a witness and fail to appear, there there's some ramifications to that as well. And I wanted to touch on that. For instance, if you're a witness to a crime or or you're, you may be the victim and you are subpoenaed, if you actually receive the subpoena and there's, there's proof of service in the file and you fail to appear, the judge has some options against you, which includes uh, issuing a, sh- a rule to show cause, uh, which would be served upon you. And if you fail to comply with that, you might be held in contempt and, and actually as a, as a witness, go to jail. In fact, in Virginia, there's there's a, a statute that provides, uh, authorizes the jailing of a witness uh, if there's fear that they're not going to come to court to to testify. So uh, take it seriously. If you get a document telling you to go to court, whether or not you're the defendant or the, or the witness, take it seriously. And if you're missing court or you're late because you're sick, because there's an accident, your car broke down, whatever, save the documentation. People come into court all the time and say these things. And some judges want to see actual proof. Some judges may be okay with just an explanation. In some circumstances, um, sometimes they want to see, well, where's the medical records that show you were at the hospital or where's the tow truck information because your car had to get towed or the tire that was fixed or whatever the issue is that you said you had. Because if you're lying to the court or the court believes that you are or they or can prove that you are, then that's a perjury offense that you're looking at with the judge. And there'd be hard for a judge to know if you were telling the truth or not but they're not going to do something good for you in terms of resetting your case or keeping a fine low or not putting you in jail if they think you're not telling them the truth about why you weren't there. And if you have proof, judges want to see that. They don't want to do anything bad to someone if there's something they can do to avoid that. And so they want to know if you really had a good reason why Um, judges aren't out to hurt you. They want to do the right thing and they, you just got to show it then the evidence that you have so that you can allow them to do that. Especially in the time. that evidence definitely needs to be accurate. I mean, I definitely, we've all been in court sometimes when someone has come up and said, judge, I was in the hospital. Here's my hospital bracelet. And the judge is like, well, that's great, but this is March 25th of 2020. We're in 2021. We see that on a fairly frequent basis where people uh, show up with that information. That does not help. Um, and you're not going to get your failure to appear or your bench warrant or whatever else lifted. And it just, nobody's going to necessarily charge you with perjury, but you're not going to get rid of that failure to appear charge if that's there. And you're not going to get your case reopened if that is going to be your quote unquote evidence. And during the time of COVID, uh, judges are generally pretty good about continuing the case. If you do make a phone call and say that you are sick, or you tell your attorney, if you're represented that you are sick with, with uh, symptoms, matter of fact, many court, actually none of the court uh, houses will let you in if you have any of the symptoms. So you may be stopped from going into court at the door, at the front door. 
Uh, shut the front door. No, I'm sorry. Um, you you may not be able to. <laughs> wrong episode, Albert. <laughs> wrong episode. I know you may not be able to go in at all, anyhow. But at least there's a record of you making an attempt. Uh, if you do get diagnosed with uh, COVID or some other ailment, it's important to have that documentation. So yes, it's not enough saying I feel sick. I would still take the extra effort and and get some sort of uh, examination or some sort of proof that you want to get get that taken care of. Just don't take the chance. Missing court is serious. And, you know, if you're out on bond, you could, your family posted up a bond or maybe they have a bondsman, even though it's, it's getting rare these days, but you can actually lose out on that. If it's a personal recognizance, you might, uh, you might be on the hook for, for whatever amount of money that you, you promise to pay if you fail to appear. So, right. And if you're on pretrial probation, which is often called supervised release, you could get your bond revoked because of not showing up for court. So, I mean, there's, Supervised release, if you don't show up for court because you're in jail somewhere else, that's one thing. But generally, they, they're watching to make sure you come to court and they can just recommend to the court that they take your bond away and you go into jail until next things are heard. Now, I I know, let's say like you get a ticket, whether it's a DUI or reckless driving or even a felony, and you get the arraignment date and that date is a kid's high school graduation or whatever. You can usually call the court right away and see if you can get a different date because there's no witnesses coming to that first date. And usually you can get a first time continuance. And that's something that you should try instead of just saying, I'm just not going to go because this other thing is more important. If you're unable to do that again, I strongly suggest, especially in jailable offenses, that you talk to a lawyer. Because the state is so important, I think just about everybody these days has a phone that has a calendar in it. You need to calendar that date in the phone and probably put some reminders in to remind you. Because a lot of things happen, people get busy, and you tend to forget dates. But this date is a pretty important one because bad things could happen if you do miss that court date. So make sure that you have a reminder set, maybe a couple days before even, just so you remember that that's the day you need to go to court. And like everybody was saying, just stay in touch with the court and make sure if there is a problem with the date, you get in touch with somebody and make sure people know that you didn't forget about it, that you have other things going on and that you're asking to move that date. I remember Wait, seeing remember a guy. You have off? Oh, go ahead, Albert. I, I remember seeing a guy walking in court. It was like, you know, before in the old days, two years ago, pre-COVID, uh, court, traffic court always started at 930. And it was a Monday morning. I see this poor guy walking around and he's looking at the clocks throughout the building. He's like, what time is it? It can't be 1030. It can't be 1030. I'm like, dude, you forgot to uh, move your clocks forward. <laughs> Because it happened to be that that weekend, he just, he fell apart and I I helped him go through the process. Uh, And unfortunately, he had been found guilty in his absence and had to come back the next day because the courts were already closed. They tried to reopen it. Uh, And he was able to do that, but uh, he was in shock. And it happens. I mean, like I said, traffic around here is terrible. Uh, it's taken me two hours to get parking, to court. parking, security, Parking's like, bad. You know, people yeah. don't, you got to factor those things in parking and, all parking all lines get yeah. and not only that there, there are like on any, you may have up to six different courtrooms that are hearing traffic cases in Fairfax County. And you may actually spend the entire day in the wrong court thinking that you're in one B where in, in reality, the person at the desk told you one D and you just misheard it. Next thing you know, you've just lost an entire day. And on top of that, there's a bench warrant on you. So So the good thing in almost all the courts in Northern Virginia, um, I think with the exception of Alexandria, they all have computer monitors that have the screens that tell you which courtroom you're in. And they're located right there on the floors where the courtrooms are. In Fairfax, they have them um, a couple different places and you can check. Sometimes you're on the first floor, sometimes the second floor. In Prince William, they're there on the second floor right as you come up to the 
traffic and criminal courts in Arlington. They have one outside each courtroom. There's four on that third floor. So you got to check each one. Um, Loudon has traffic cases and things on the first floor. And then also on the second floor, they have um, a, a monitor outside each of their courtrooms. So you got to pay attention. Um, if you don't see your name on one board, you may want to check with somebody if you're in a jurisdiction where it's on outside each of the separate courtrooms, as opposed to Fairfax, which just has them in general areas. So it's something that ask a deputy and most of the courthouses, there's somebody standing around. That ask can a person you. in a suit. Most yeah. attorneys will help you out. Might bill you later, but they'll, they'll help you out. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that you can also be familiar with is that uh, there's a website, courts.state.va.us. And on it, there's a case information system. There's one for statewide. There's one for every general district court, some circuit courts. Please use this resource. You can also check your court date on that. It's just another, you can check it from your phone. You can check it from a home computer. But it's, it's something that we double check, especially three weeks before your court date in Fairfax. They restagger what we call the dockets, which we talked about before. And your case that you thought was at 930 might be at nine, might be at 11. It's an important resource. It's one that people don't use enough and just something that can help you make sure you make it to court. And just know if your case is in the juvenile and domestic relations court anywhere, you can't get those records online um, and you can't call about juvenile matters. They can't give you that information out over the phone. So just be aware of those things. And, and if the your docket cases, doesn't list it either, right? Juvenile cases. Um, the electronic board will list the initials of the juvenile involved if it's a, if the juvenile is a defendant or if there's in ray if there's a custody proceeding or something like that. But generally, with the criminal matters, if your juvenile there will be a board that day that will have their initials on it. So on the third floor of of the Fairfax courthouse, um, and then I think Arlington's the fourth floor. But I think you have to go to the Arlington clerk's office to verify which um, courtroom you're in. But I do think they also have electronic boards. And those um, protective orders in the general district courts aren't going to be listed on those boards. They have normally assigned courtrooms and things that those cases are in. And that's for protection a lot of times. So the bottom line is, there are people there at the courthouse you can ask. Don't miss your court date or leave because you can't figure it out. Like people are there. They'll help you. Most anyone you stop will ask, you know, yeah. or that you stop to ask will answer your questions. So just make sure to, to um, ask so that you can get to the right place and be there for your case. Tony, did we talk about this? And I, I we may have, but my memory at this hour is just completely shot because I didn't get enough sleep. But anyhow, uh, so if you do a motion to the timing of a motion to rehear versus the notice of appeal, uh, whether or not you do it at the same time, did we discuss that? Say, for instance, you find out on the ninth day that you missed your court date uh, because you thought it was May 4th and not June 4th. Like on May 13th, you realize, oh, crap, uh, I, I had court. Do I do a motion to rehear? Do I do a, do a notice of appeal or do I do both? What's the best option? I would tell you to do both. The statute allows you to do both at the same time. Typically on an appeal, the common thought is it removes the case from the general district court to the circuit court. However, the statute for reconsiderations allows you to still do a motion to reconsider to kind of keep that alive in the general district court. So just because you file an appeal doesn't not mean that you've waived your right to a reconsideration. So you might as well get the two bites at the apple down in general district I court. Think and that you way it preserves your, as long yeah. as you're at the clerk's office, might as well file everything. Especially and if you're there at the end of that 10 day period, because it's just better to be safe. So that way you can be the best, most protected, you know, and also and on a motion for reconsideration. Also, if everything else fails, 
you could potentially ask the judge to find you guilty again that day to open the case and close it with the same finding. And that could potentially reset the appeal clock. Not every judge is going to do that. It's at their discretion, but you might as well ask for it if you have no other option. And that's if the 10 days has already expired and you have no other right to appeal. Because especially in the criminal case, if you're filing a motion to rehear the next day, that's not that officer's date. So oftentimes when you're filing a motion to rehear, it's really to reset the case for a new date because you're not going to to the next off the officer's next date because you're not going to have an officer there and you wouldn't be able to have your trial that day. The bottom line, I think we want everybody to know is try to make your court dates. And if something happens and you miss it or you're late, talk to an attorney right away or go straight to the clerk's office. I always recommend going in person as opposed to the phone. It's a lot easier these days. And that way you can take care of whatever paperwork and things that you guys need to take care of to either get it back on the docket or get your appeal noted. And I would suggest contacting an attorney who practices regularly in that jurisdiction because there's a lot of timing issues. How to get a motion to remove a bench warrant heard for the same day may require you to be there right at the crack of dawn or as soon as the court opens up at 8 o'clock or 8.30. Usually, I think it has to be filed before 8.30 to be heard on the same day. Uh, You may not need a written motion prepared by an attorney. You may just be able to, you may have to just appear there and just tell the clerk that you have to go and and that should be uh be enough don't miss court and be there on time and if you're not ask any of us standing in the hallway um any deputy they're all are helpful nobody wants you to miss court or not know where to be Um, there's plenty of people that'll help you thanks for joining us on crime time please join us again for our next episode (laughs) 